The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back in July, I was asked by Paul Berry of Window to the Magic why I'm doing what I'm doing, uh, or what is it that I think of when I do the Neverland podcast, so what does the show mean to me? And here was the answer I gave him on Facebook. What does Neverland mean to me? Well, as I waited for a fireworks display to begin this evening, I pulled out my MP3 player. I had prepared some patriotic tunes for the show, but to pass the time, I browsed around my library and I played this song. There is a line in it that says, The dream that came through a million years that lived on through all the tears, it came to Xanadu. The song, of course, being Xanadu, Xanadu by Olivia Newton-John, which Paul Berry is also a big fan of. It has always stuck out. I get it. This grand dream that you have, that no matter how many times you fail at it or it breaks your heart, it's still your dream. And it comes to that land of dreams, and in my case, I call that place Neverland. It's my land of dreams, of innocence regained, the heroes always win, right makes might, and every night is a celebration. That's what Neverland means, and that's the kind of show I want to make. And this, episode 52 of the Neverland podcast, marks one year of trying to maintain that dream. So, come with me as we celebrate one year of Neverland. Welcome to Neverland! Take a start of the right and start until morning. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And now, please welcome your host for the podcast. He's the pen. I got pen sword on the pen now! Actually, I got his microphone. He's grown up. You promise never to grow old. Here age relives fond memories of the past. Yeah. His nose got real big. Well, welcome back to Neverland, man, the man. And now... Your host, Jeremy. Hello, Neverlanders. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I I did. I, it was good. I ate a lot. It was great. Everybody else <laughs> enjoyed your Thanksgiving? Yeah, too much pumpkin pie if there is such a thing. There is no such thing as too much pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah, too much pecan pie. Pass the Rolaids, please. <laughs> did y'all get a good nap after you ate? Of course. Too much turkey if you, there is such a thing. <laughs> Well, Neverlanders, if you hadn't noticed, we have the entire Neverland group now together for the second time ever. So, everybody, kind of introduce yourself. Y'all know me. I'm the Pan. I'm Jeremy. And over to my right, we'll do everybody that's in the room with me. To my right... Heather. Pixie Heather. Pixie Heather, sorry. Yes. Pixie Heather. And Lost Boy Phil. And joining us all the way from California is, of course... Lost Boy Jesse. Hooray! So we're all here. Now, did everybody bring their Pixie? Of course. 
I'm right. home I am without a pixie. it. Well, <laughs> all right, I'm going to sprinkle you around here. Shake her up. All right, so we need to sprinkle our pixies and everything so we can all fly to Neverland because this is episode 52. It is the end of the first year of the Neverland podcast. Yeah, my goodness, I can't believe I made it a year at this. I, I, you know, you never know. I could have given it up. <laughs> could have been like, I suck at this. I, at, the, at the beginning of it, I think I did. I wasn't really knowing what I was doing. And now, how many of us here actually heard my first episode? I heard bits of it. <laughs> okay, so you have to say something. If we, re- I, I know, I kind of signaled like raising my hand, and raising everybody raises their hands. Does not translate here. onto radio. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you, Jesse? Did you get to hear that very first one? <laughs> I did back about six months after it aired. <laughs> Were you thinking, oh my gosh, and I was just going to co-host with this guy? <laughs> I was thinking, where's that contract again? What did I sign up for? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But the the fun thing is how this actually did kind of start. You can kind of really go back in time. Oh yeah. Okay, so, so when I was a little kid... <laughs> so when I was a little kid, I used to, on cassette tapes... I don't know if I'm the only one who ever used to do stuff like this, but I would record myself and I would make little shows for myself on a cassette tape and play it back until I got bored with it, and then I'd record something else on that tape. Anybody else used to play with cassette tapes? Yeah, Yeah. all the time. (laughs) So then how it kind of developed is, uh, golly, were we in middle school, Philip? You were in middle school. I just started high school. Yeah, I thought, you know what? What I need is an audience, and and Philip and I had characters we had created when we were kids, kind of, because we're comic book nerds. Yeah, that's right. So we had our little characters we had created, and uh, so I had created a tape where I did kind of a radio show, I played some different songs, and then I I told the story of my characters I had created, and then I brought the tape to Phil that uh, that Sunday and said, here you go, take home and listen to it. He thought that was fun, so he started making tapes, and so we would would exchange tapes every week and make shows for each other. As well as comic books we used to make every week. Right. Of course, his always were drawn better than mine. Oh, they weren't that grand, let me tell you. (laughs) Well, he's more of the artist. In fact, if you have been enjoying the icon we have had, well, most of the last year, I've kind of, we've had some fun with the icons, but the current icon that I've really kept, he actually drew me there in my He-Man pose. Uh, So that's the art of Philip, and we'll probably have some more stuff. Uh, I am hoping to have, after we get past Christmas, to have us all as the Avengers for season two. I'll do my best. I'm in the midst of other things. Things right now, but I'll get there. <laughs> Unless Jesse has some artistic ability, he'd like to draw it. You never know. We've never yeah. asked him. Yeah, I draw with words. I am the writer, not the drawer. That's okay. We, we all need writers. That's more my medium as well. Yeah. Well, you need to speak up when you say oh, that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you, Jesse. Words. Yes. <laughs> Love them. Word to your mother. <laughs> okay. Yo, yo. Well, I've been using words, too, except for I've been using spoken word, and everybody throughout the course of the year has gotten to hear how badly I can speak, and when I'm not paying attention in my editing, in fact, I I did a really bad flub of, (laughs) I accidentally uh, was talking Chris Hemsworth and and said that he was Captain America, and actually, no, Chris Hemsworth was Thor, and Chris Evans was Captain America. I think I mostly got away with that flub. Until now. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, see, not my, my, my funniest real flub, other than the fact that I talk really fast and sometimes it's hard to understand me. Amen. Uh, when I had, <laughs> when I had the, the, the uh, Richard and Sarah Woloski from Skywalking Through Neverland, and Philip's going to understand how I made this mistake. Uh, I was talking to them before we started recording, and I warned Sarah that I'm used to saying Sarah Bear off of uh, our friend Seth uh-huh. Richards' yes. daughter. Sarah Bear, yeah. yeah. Now, I didn't mention that Seth's name was Seth uh, or Richards and everything, but okay, so you have, when I was trying to give their Twitter handles, we know Sarah as Jedi Tink. And Richard 
is Sith Rich. So when I when I tried to say Sith Rich, I said Seth Rich, and he had to correct me, and I just edited out my mistake. Uh, that's funny. Yes. Well, you need that, a blooper reel. I, you know, I probably could put together quite the blooper reel, but I've mostly I've cut it and deleted all of it. Oh, okay. That's okay. I have made that poster, my friend Seth, as uh, the uh, Revenge of the Seth, if you recall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, how about you, Jesse? Ever, how many major flubs did you make? I've only done a few episodes with you guys, but my biggest one came probably during the Double Dare episode that I did solo. And it was just kind of an editing issue where I ended up echoing, where I had like a two-second delay over myself. Yeah, I, I really threw him into the fire for his first show. Because <laughs> he had asked me, and then, okay, so we got to tell the whole Jesse story. <laughs> All right, so we know how I got here. I, you know, I, I basically, well, I guess I better rewind it. I didn't say how I got here. Because okay, so I started listening to podcasts. Well, your mother and your father, they well, oh, yeah. okay, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but all right, so yeah, cabbage leaves and all that good stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, okay. but our friend James had gotten on his smartphone first, where you know he was listening to different podcasts, and then uh, a couple years ago in November, I got my first smartphone, and uh, so James was telling me about these from podcasts he was listening to, and so I started kind of looking for stuff I'd be interested in, and uh, found Inside the Magic, and I started listening to that one mainly because I'd been to that website before to see stuff on the Harry Potter parks when it was first open. But I started listening to stuff, and it started to harken back to the days when I used to record myself on those tapes. But I thought, oh, I could actually do the same kind of thing, only I can make a show that other people will actually hear, and I could share it with other people. And the only thing I could think to do was, you know, I'm a big kid, and I really enjoy talking about stuff I enjoy in my childhood and so the concept of Neverland and never growing up came around and Philip was playing with all these my little display toys behind me. That's what you get for having toys in your room. Well this is the studio at this point. Okay whatever. We're supposed to be in Neverland. We're not supposed to have well no I guess we can have toys in Neverland. <laughs> so but that's how I kind of got started and then it came around. Uh, I slowly started getting more Disney content and uh, one of my early guests I had Paul Berry from Window to the Magic and I wanted to talk about Friends of the Magic. And he said that I should probably try to get out there. And there were, I tried a Kickstarter campaign to get myself there, and that wasn't working. So I was thinking, well, I golly, I really wish I could have some way to represent or have somebody that could go. And I, had, Jesse, I think had you had sent a friend request to me because we both knew Paul or something, I think, or something. Because I remember you had sent the friend request to me like months before or something, right? Yeah, I don't remember what the initial cause was to do that. But I did send the request, and the rest is history in that regard. Yeah, <laughs> and then suddenly he didn't know what was coming. But so I started looking, it's like, well, you know, this Jesse guy, I know he's a Disney fan, and then I started looking, oh, look, he's got his whole blog, and I started reading your blog and thinking, well, you know what, he's he could do this. I was like, why don't I just have him join the show, and then I, he's going to Friend of the Magic, he can record some stuff there, he'll be great. So I just got on a limb and thought, okay, I need to add some co-host people anyway, so we just threw him in there. sucked him in. We sucked him in. And Jesse's been praying ever since. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Br brought me in for the Disney content, and then my first show was solo, non-Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually your idea, though, because you would ask, hey, have you covered, covered Double Dare yet? That's a great old uh, show. I love it. Yeah. And I said, yeah. well, no. I, and uh, So we kind of came around and thought, well, he could do it as a segment. Then I thought, well, what if he did a whole show of it? And so I was like, you know, we need to introduce him to the audience before he goes to Friends of the Magic. So, you know, we just tossed the whole show at him and... He handled pretty good. It was a shorter show because he was like, you know, gathering all the information he could. Shared some fun stories of uh, like it was you and your brother going to a mall or something. That's right. That's right. 
No, the fun backstory that Jeremy's not sharing here is that when I did the little opening, I made the joke that Jeremy was sick, so I was still seen by myself. But Jeremy, you really were sick. <laughs> yes, I think that's how we ended up where you did also the whole show because I was like, I don't think I can talk. So Jesse, can you do the whole show? <laughs> and I'm like, I can write a lot, but I don't really talk a whole lot. But I guess the public wants me, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> So I just threw him into the fire because so far, uh, Philip and Heather haven't. Well, no, Heather got to do a show pretty much by herself. She did a My Little Pony show. Yes. And I, sorry, after, sorry if you read, listen to that one. And sorry. I tell, can tell from that she kind of needs that help because she's very introverted. So I, it was really you know tossing her to the fire. You thought I thought tossed you to the fire, Jesse. Uh, poor Heather just was like, um, and and I had these ones and we used to play with, and then Philip I've brought on just on occasion whenever we need to geek out on stuff. Yeah, that's true. So I think you were on like the fourth or fifth episode we were talking. Well, no, actually earlier than that because we talked about Christmas pageants. Uh huh. That's true. And then we've talked about uh, '80s television. That's right. And so anything nerdy that nobody cares about, I do. That's right. So I need somebody <laughs> to talk to. To we both care about the stuff. So, and that's how everybody else kind of got brought in. But Jesse got to fly solo again. He got to talk to Jeff and Colleen Roney from Once Upon a Time, mainly because I've only watched a few episodes of that, and I don't think I've really uh, gotten into it very much. But Jesse's been enjoying the show, so That's I thought. Good. That's good. So I thought, okay, well, let him talk to them. They can have a grand time. It'll be a great conversation, and it was <laughs> good. He did a good job. Good. Yay, Jesse! Woo, Jesse! It's easier when you actually know them. Like I met them at Friends of the Magic. Which was perfect. That was actually kind of a nice opener. It's like, oh, by the way, it was nice meeting you at Friends of the Magic. I'm like, hey, look, I made a good decision sending Jesse in. Woohoo! <laughs> so I'm going to have to probably do that more often, actually. Just find some good, you know, we're working on uh, you know, him being able to get a good setup with his laptop because he travels a lot with his job. So getting him set up to where he can actually do some interview things, I think I'll, I'll utilize that more often, especially if there's topics you're more into than I am than, and we know somebody who could talk about it, then I might just use that more. I think you should do, I know you're mostly Disney, but I think you should do an episode that is uh, based on the old Disney competitors uh, just as a salute in respect to those people, mm. like the Looney Tunes, and Popeye, ah. Tom and Jerry, you know, the MGM stuff. Oh, stuff we can like still that. talk about that. We still go beyond. Yeah, there you go. Yes. That's beyond. But still, that'd be funny. You have a whole thing about way back in the day and all that. In fact, beyond. who all has Head heard our bumper we've been using for the last few weeks that we got from Rob Dellinger? I have not heard that. It's a, it's a very good bumper. Yes, it is. We got it from Rob Dellinger at robdellinger.com. He plays with a band called Stompy Jones. They do a swing kind of music. They play sometimes at Disneyland and various other places. He was very awesome to make it for us. You know, and there is one other Beyond Disney episode I would like to do at some point. And what would that be? A tribute to the 2014 World Series champion San Francisco Giants. Boo! You are a dog. <laughs> oh, by the way, I think your Seattle team got whooped. Oh, even though they were like Super Bowl champions, but they got whooped by our Kansas City Chiefs here recently. Woo! So, uh, <laughs> you want to play that game there? No, no if, if we have Marvel Civil War coming out, we got to talk about the Neverland Civil War that happened during the year. <laughs> there you go. That's good. During the world season, because Jesse living in California was backing his California teams. And we're our local Kansas City ones, so yeah. 
Yes, we had this civil war. We should have really tried to find some ways to put like weird snipes or something at each other on the Facebook page. <laughs> like four weeks and seven minutes ago, as the World Series began. No, we were good. Something because I and I don't know where it came from. Where everybody was doing stuff with uh, Hunter Pence, it was it became. Oh, yeah. It was almost like Chuck Norris jokes. Only they were like weird things, like he puts his his pants on backwards or something. It was just ridiculous. We should have been so, throw, throwing some of those at you, Jesse. It would have been fun. We'll do it next time around. Next, yeah, that's ne- except for next time, it's going to be a different outcome. That's right. Baumgartner, he's going to retire. That's right. <laughs> uh, so you're looking about 30 years down before the next World Series for the, for the Royals? Well, yeah, 29 years. 29, 29. <laughs> but, you know, the first time the world's... We're talking baseball in a Disney podcast. How about that? It's beyond. It's beyond. We're going beyond. Yeah, so... But the first time now, in 1980, the Royals had went to the World Series and lost. And then five years later, they came back and won. Yeah. So, I'm saying and then within the next five years, the Royals will be back and will win. Oh, yes. It will be done. There's my wonderful. Yes, it would. Make it, a, make it an odd year, then, because we got the evens. Uh, apparently, yeah, yeah, and I won't get into how boring it gets when you get the same teams coming back to World Series again and again and again and again. But at least you're not the Yankees. Well, it goes for Super Bowls too, like <laughs> yeah, Super Bowls. True. It just you know, yeah. oh, we've been here. I like that. to see different teams. Oh, um, you know, this has been Sports Talk with your Neverland Sports Team. That's right. <laughs> so, and now for weather. But I have a question. I want to ask. So, and we'll start with Jesse because we started with the with y'all when we gave names. But so, what has been the impact of the Neverland podcast on your life, Jesse? Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been fun. Uh, just doing a whole new medium. I'm used to doing the writing. I've seen an increase on my blog because of being on the podcast. Uh, it's just been. And like you said earlier, I'm I'm not a great public speaker either. I don't speak well. And so it's been good practice for me. So it's just given me more confidence as I've gone during the past six months. But you enunciate very well. You're very good. Don't worry about that. Getting better at it. Heather, how has this altered things around here? Because she has to live with me. Yes, I I do have to live with the pan and all that entails. Yay me. So, um... You deserve a raise. (laughs) Huh? You deserve a raise. Yes, but too bad I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> she so. gets other benefits. That's right. Uh, Pixie dust. I get to go to movies that I don't want to maybe, see. Maybe wouldn't normally see, I suppose. Um, let's see, because what did all let's see? You, I don't think you were that worried about Captain America: The Winter Soldier, but you went with me on that one. Yeah, I went 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 to that one. Um, so what else? I don't know if there's really much that you were like, I don't know if I really want to see that, but you end up liking it anyway. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy, you were kind of iffy. Yeah, I was kind of iffy on Guardians of the Galaxy, but then I really liked it. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, so yeah, Classic. you know, Groot, Groot was, of course, being the biologist person, oh, you know, Oh, he was awesome. Groot, yeah, you gotta love Groot. Yeah, Groot grew on me, so, you know. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I like But that. I'm bumped, so. Yeah. Um, These are the jokes, people. These yeah, are the jokes. This I is mean, what you pay for. I'm used to I'm used to talking to high schoolers because that's that's what I teach is is high school, and that's a, a totally different ball of wax than than this. And um, I'm you know I too am introverted, so um, getting time to speak in between Jeremy is sometimes hard. So I guess that's giving me some more opportunity to to yeah. speak and to put it I guess put it out there. I don't know. 
Well, we'll have to get you to talk about some anime stuff because uh, yeah. there's a lot of Studio Ghibli movies that we haven't maybe talked about, but I think it would be good to... I'm still I'm still a noob with the whole, you know, anime and manga, but I do like it, and so, I, I mean, I of the team, I think I'm probably the only yeah. one that's really into that. So we, so. we do plan on covering this in season two. I want right. to jump in there because Disney has released some mm-hmm. from there, and uh, I don't know after Studio Ghibli if there's some other things Disney's looking at. Perhaps we'll find out. Well, see, yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be a void. I'm just kind of diverge into this a little bit. Uh, Studio Ghibli um, is starting to wind down because it's actually um, done. Their last film has already been yes. released. It's on Blu-ray. Yes. Yeah, so um, the the person um, who um, and I can't think of his name. Shame on me. He's like my favorite uh, favorite anime. Um, Inuyasha. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so he Miyazaki, he, Miyazaki yes, he he's stepping down and taking you know a break and and um, and so you know that that leaves a void for anime. Um, really, it's kind of latched onto the United States too. So you know there'll be a void to fill if you are a good anime. Uh, you know, uh, director and things like yeah. that. So anyway, well, if you get really quiet, they probably can't hear you. Hopefully, we pick that up. Well, I'm sorry, I'm okay. quiet. All right, and so Philip, how has things altered in your universe with me suddenly doing this? Well, since this began, a lot has changed for me. My uh, what I do for a living has changed. I'm a pastor of a church, and that that happened this last spring. And uh, uh, actually, in the summer, by the time I was officially the pastor. Uh, same church my father started, and so this that's been a big change, you know, and that's why I don't I can't always be on here because I'm busy doing lots of other things. Yeah. But a lot has happened in the last year, and it's uh, and I will give uh, some of the of uh, this credit is the fact that at least here I could talk about a lot of other fun things I enjoy. And by the way, I use them in my sermons too sometimes. <laughs> Different superhero, Disney thing, all sorts of stuff. You can use almost anything. And uh, But this kind of helps me to get used to some of that, talking about stuff that most people don't care about, but I enjoy it. Yep. And so I use it. <laughs> and the fun things is when we talk about it, we have an audience out there that are listening to this. That's right. We That's appreciate some... all five of you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Amazingly enough, we have more than five. Good. Yay. good. But <laughs> even if we only had five, we appreciate all five of them. But that's we, right. you know, the fact that other people have actually been downloading and listening to this—that's that's kind of the impact on me—is realizing, wow, people are actually are enjoying the show. I don't get a whole lot of feedback, but when we do, it's positive. That's good. So, and but yeah, the how things have kind of changed because me, boy, when I started, I really didn't know what I was doing. And if you don't believe that, go listen to the first episode, and you can hear me kind of fumbling through uh, putting Rankin Bass songs on because that was something that was a big memory for Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's but, true. Uh, but throughout the course of this, I mean, um, I had been listening to a lot of different podcasts and everything, but I've really kind of gotten to know now some of them that have been on the show. I mean, we've, we had Paul Barry on who... Uh, is actually our number one top downloaded episode was when Paul Barry was on talking about Friends of the Magic and how Window to the Magic got started. He even outscored Townsend Coleman, the voice of Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. Ooh, I've gotten to talk to Katie Lee, who was the voice of Sonny Gummy. Yay! And yeah. now we've had frequent guests. They're they're almost like almost regular part of the team now from Disney Indiana. We've had Tracy and Scott on uh, like three or four times already, Disney and they're Indiana. always fun to talk to. <laughs> but but I've gotten to talk to now from people all over the place, other podcasters, voice actors, stuff, and I'm just some little guy sitting here in a little studio in Gladstone. But this has really altered my entire life, and it's been the greatest joy and fun for me to be able to put this together every week. It's a lot of busy work, but. 
I get to present something and I get to have a lot of fun and then I put it out there and realize, oh look, other people are having fun with this too. And I was actually just talking to Paul Barry about this, uh, how part of the motivation here, and I always tell everybody every week to carry their pixie dust with them and that positive attitude. The idea here is hopefully I can do something that you'll enjoy and make you happy when you listen to this show and then you're in such a good mood that you spread that on to somebody else and that is sharing the pixie dust. Even if you just smile at somebody, uh, hold a night, you know, say good morning, Anything you do that spreads a little pixie dust, that I'm hoping that I start that for you to where you've enjoyed something so much that you're going to share it. That's, that's good. And that's, that's yeah. kind of what we're doing here. So like that's kind of been the whole thing. And that's why I talk about pixie dust. And uh, I'm working, I would love to get some keychains so y'all get that in the actual official Neverland pixie to keep in your pocket so you don't forget to try to keep that attitude because I've been super through some, some stuff this year, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but I try to keep a good attitude. It's really difficult. But if you don't let it get to you too much, I mean, you have to deal with stuff. I know Jesse's had to deal with stuff. He's had a heck of a year, too. I have had a very difficult year. But I'm still standing, and I am very thankful for everything I still have before me. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And that's that's the attitude we try to promote here is just like, you know what? So Things are going to happen, but if we have the right attitude, we can muscle through it. So, But, yeah, because bad stuff's going to happen to everybody. So hopefully if we can make you feel better around here by talking about stuff we all enjoyed as a childhood or enjoy in the current culture... That's happy. And the fact is, I was just telling your wife, I'm actually preaching about those types of things, being thankful, not just beyond the bad, but even for the bad, because of what the bad brings, which is the good and the blessings. Yeah, because you learn stuff in the bad That's stuff. That's right. Window to the Magic with our host, Paul Berry. Say hello. Hello. And then you go back a little bit later, and you're like, you know, I remember I used to run down Main Street with my Mickey ears on and just screaming at the top of my head, you know, until I got down to the castle. Well, what if I did that now? And so then you try it because, you know, in your late teens, early twenties, you're still stupid enough to run down main street (laughs) and, and you do it and it's still fun. Yeah. And you're like, well, wait a second. So then you go and you go to, you know, what is now a trip to outer space instead of a trip to inner space. Mm -hmm. Or you go find Nemo instead of the polar ice cap, you know, or you go and you are on a runaway mine train instead of a mine train through nature's wonderland. And you still go see those same exact ghosts. It's Katie Lee. Hi, hi, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, and thanks for being on. This is awesome. I'm, I'm going to try not to like geek out here because you've got a long history of doing a lot of voices that, and, and your website is even uh, labeled as the voice of your childhood because you literally are the voice of our childhood. Well, thank you. Yeah, I only got that idea. I don't want to sound all arrogant, but so many people have come up and said that to me. My husband was very clever and said, "Why don't you just make that the name of your website?" And I said, "Yeah, that's cool." <laughs> Townsend Coleman, and so we had a gr- you know great fun doing that you know and uh, you know I, I feel like I sort of got to introduce uh, you know the word cowabunga into the popular uh, popular <laughs> lexicon of the of the time you know so I was lucky enough to get cast as Michelangelo cowabunga dude like that's totally bodacious ha! whoa cowabunga. Toonfest this year in Marceline, Missouri. Well, I wanted to give you more information about it, so I found someone who can talk to us. And so we welcome with us Kay Marilyns. Yay! Hello from Marceline. 
Oh, well, we really started fairly small. It was just a couple of ladies here in Marceline that worked, volunteered with the Chamber of Commerce, and they thought, we need to have another activity here. And they were thinking, hmm, Disney, cartooning. And so it started out with two local cartoonists and little red wagons, and uh, it has evolved into kind of a signature event for a lot of cartoonists. We get the A-list. Um, early on, we were kind of begging people to come because they didn't exactly understand what we were doing. Uh, but now people come from all over the country. It's just a really fun, fun day. All right. Well, when Walt Disney came to he came to dedicate a pool in '56. We still use it today. He came back in 1960 to dedicate our new school. The one he went to was Park School, but of course that was torn down, and we built a new Walt Disney School. When he came for that dedication, he gave us that flagpole. That's my husband standing to the right of it and Walt to the left. And that flagpole came. From the Squaw Valley Olympics. He, oh, that, can you mention something about yes, that? Yeah. He had been chairman of pageantry and sent us the tallest pole which is still out here in the lawn of our school. He gave us two flags to fly from it. One is the castle flag. Hi there. And this one flew at the top of the very tall pole. And we said, Walt, we understand, we're thrilled to have this um, Mickey flag, but tell us why is it on an orange background when that's not even a Disney color? And he said, I fly an orange flag over my apartment, over the fire station in Disneyland. Oh my gosh. And I want the flag that flies over my hometown to be the same color. Disney Indiana, which you can find at DisneyIndiana.com, we have Scott and Tracy again. Yay! He originally wrote it as a, as a screenplay for his friend Gene Kelly, who wanted to uh, collaborate on a movie with Ray Bradbury. Huh. And um, he had this story that he called The, F the Black Ferris, which was about uh, ten pages long, about a strange carnival and two boys um, and a night with no dawn in sight, is basically how he described it. And so he took that, flushed it out into about 80-page treatment, and gave it to Gene Kelly, who then... Um, read it and said this is going to be the next picture that I'm going to direct and Ooh. then he, he actually took this off to Europe to try to get some financing but unfortunately he wasn't able to find any backers and when he came back uh, Ray liked the what he had done so far so he uh, expanded it into a book that it uh, called Something Wicked This Way Comes which was published in 1962 From the Magic in Pixels Tim Devine Pixelmania is an annual get-together for the guys and girls on my website and, well, friends on my website. Uh, we all kind of get together for about four days, four and a half days, once a year to just walk around and just blast away with our cameras and have fun and enjoy each other's company and uh, try to learn some new tricks and techniques and vantage points and things like that. And it's it really is a good time just... We're, uh, we've all become friends and we're all we're all uh, slightly irreverent and we just like to have a good time and we, we, we eat really well too to Disney and beyond Whoa!
Okay, so this was going to be a completely anniversary show, but we had a kind of a big event this week because the teaser for the new Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens, came out this week. Yay! So yes, we have to talk about it for at least a little bit. So, initial impressions. Um, honestly, as I'm watching it, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and get this quivery little, you know, fangirl thing going on in the pit of my stomach, especially when uh, you see the X-Wings and you see, like, the Millennium Falcon. Uh, I presume it's the Millennium Falcon. Yes, it is. With okay. a different satellite so, dish. It's not a round dish. It's a squared-off kind of rectangle-sized dish. Well, Because Lando broke it off, you know. Well, anyway, so, I mean, that was just kind of like, and of course, uh, you know, a lot of the fan people are going to be looking at the lightsaber with basically three blades yeah. and go, you know. Well, could we go oh through the, whole, the teaser bit by bit, though, and <laughs> you're jumping well, everywhere. Well, you, you were asking for initial impressions, so I know. I'm just giving well, it Well, and that's not an initial impression. That's the, I'm watching the whole thing. Let's start oh. from the first thing you see, which is desert, of course, probably Tatooine. Yes. We're hoping we cool yeah, Tatooine probably. again. And then, okay, so finally we have... A black guy is a stormtrooper, it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> Which I believe this is going to be one of our major characters. Now, we normally don't see... Any, we're, we're only presuming he's a stormtrooper because he seems to be wearing some of the newer armor that the yeah. stormtroopers design. Yeah. And we never usually get to see them without their helmet unless they're one of the good guys. So, my question is, are perhaps the stormtroopers now serving the New Republic? What do you think? Hmm, I don't know. That would be kind of going against a little bit of what uh, Lucas set up before, especially with everything that is very stark, black and white, that's the bad guys, and things that are very, you know, but, Earth tones tend to be the good guys. See, with the prequels, though, we had an army of the Republic, which was made of all clones in that same similar type of yes, armor. Yes, but that was building up to what he established. Yeah, in, where the, the Emperor the turned them... But, you know, could this be, you know, the Republic still having an army for whenever they have, if something happens and they need to be able to help, you know, keep things calm or whatever. Because you also get, you know, a, a shot of a, a group of stormtroopers. You can see the helmets are kind of different and they're kind of flying along and whatever. And, and the, you see an open hatch that they've ready their weapons. Now, if the dark side has awoken, maybe there's something bad that happened right there in Tatooine. And maybe the entire unit got wiped out except for that one guy that we see get up. That's what, maybe, this is all supposed. 
Well, the first so what time, if the first know? time I watched it, I didn't think much about okay, we got some stormtroopers, they're still around, okay. But meaning that this is like the awakening, and like there's a point to say the awakening of the dark side. Oh, and the light. Maybe this is somebody coming back to power, therefore bringing back the stormtroopers and back this you know evil Could regime. Be. There's you know, tie fighters apparently attacking the Millennium Falcon, so somebody's using those for bad purposes. Yeah, so I mean, there, yeah, there's tie fighters, and of course you know you got the Millennium Falcon in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that so, was my thought. The second time seeing it was, you know, maybe this is awakening of the dark side. Obviously, well, it's awakening of the force went. because really, it was only Luke was the only Jedi. So as he's maybe been training other people, you know, this is it's coming back. Yeah. So, but now, okay, here's the thing, and like people are being, you know, I guess stupid or cute or clever. I don't know what they think they're being, but mm-hmm. uh, they're complaining. I don't know about the new droid. That you see in there. I think it's kind of cute, but everybody's saying, oh, look, it's a soccer ball with a head on it. Uh, I don't know. I, I it's just I want to see more of the droid before I make any type of, you know, conclusion. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like the next generation of, you know, droids, I guess, you know. Cause it moves faster that, than R2. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> and it appears to be an astromech. It has the head of an astromech. Yeah, so. it's, it's very astromech-ish. So. I'm sure we'll all love it because I think it's kind of cute looking. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it, that may be our you know cute sidekick kind of thing. Like R2 was our spunky little cute yeah. sidekick, you know. And... Well, I hope R2 and 3PO will be in there. Well, in fact, I think I have heard that they are still in there eh, well, hanging around. A so. lot of our favorites are are in. I mean, ours because we're the older generation. Yeah. We, we like back. we like the original trilogy and want to see more of you know our our original. Yeah. Folks, so. so then the other thing we see is a, a female heroic character, apparently, yeah. on a kind of a cool-looking speed speeder. Mm-hmm. We don't... Some, it, type, there's, of, some, some type of speeder-ish yeah. kind of thing. It really doesn't give us any information. that We can't even make any assumptions other than, look, cool, here's the cool chick. Yeah. Maybe a romantic thing with the guy we see at the beginning? Who knows? What, one or the other. Maybe Could they be. are a, a Jedi be. potential, maybe. Who knows? Well, maybe the guy who was a stormtrooper has, you know become force sensitive and has felt a disturbance so maybe that's why he hops up he's like ooh because maybe you know with there's been an awakening have you felt it and then he jumps up maybe he felt it well, I don't know. Who knows? We don't know anything about these characters. It's great. So we we are everybody is thoroughly yes. teased at this point. Like yes. we are just Especially as you mentioned, okay. Jump in for more. New lightsaber. That I've seen yes. a lot of joking around about the the extra blades, but everybody mm-hmm. seems to think it's kind of cool. But yet also, it's becoming a bit of a joke. I've seen a, pictures where they made it look like a Swiss Army knife, or if George Lucas well, had done this, and it had so many different extra blades sticking off. Somebody had ca- somebody had kind of made a thing. Okay, so the first trilogy we had one blade. Second trilogy, oh, we have two. A dual blade. Third trilogy, now we've got three. Yeah. Well, but see, they're so small. I don't see mm-hmm. what the use of them would be. Other than it, it shapes your, your sword more like an old-style medieval sword. sword. So it's I'm a thinking, guard. It would yeah. be a guard for Yeah, I can hand. see. But, yeah, maybe a hand guard if so, if you miss your block. But you wouldn't block that direction. You might block the other way. But I don't know. But that's kind of, it just looks kind of neat, and it's different. And so we like it just because it's different. It's different. Yeah. And it's it had a different sound, and it almost looked like more of a flame exhaust style, the way it was coming out. It wasn't like this clean beam. It was all kind of... Fiery and wicked looking. Very well, cool. Well, and it's, it's a jump from the style that we've seen because the original trilogies was based off of the samurai sword, I believe, with the two-handed wielding of it. Like, it was very styled after that. And when you look at the, the those swords, it's very much that way. So now we've got more of a European flavor thrown into it, which they have the guards, the fancy guards on the... You know, on the sword. Well, so. but we have seen, like, uh, like in the, the prequels, we had some kind of interesting, like, uh, um, my brain just went 
uh, Count Dooku, uh, he had kind of a weird, oddly shaped handle. He had kind of a curved oh, handle. Curved, and throughout yeah. the Clone Wars, we've seen like fencing style and things mm-hmm. like that. And with now Star Wars Rebels, we have the Inquisitor with a weird kind of a kind of a double sided thing, but he can mm-hmm. spin his, and it's got like a weird kind of guard. So uh, yeah. I like a lot of creativity, and even even um, Kanan. Did I get his name right? I think my main, my mind just went blank again. But we see his in Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. is in two pieces, and he has to click them together Can before it ignites. So, yeah, it's nice to see some variation in lightsabers. But then, of course, we see a very, very J.J. Abrams style following the Millennium Falcon around. It looks like a Star Trek style shot, the way he did it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've, we've seen the Falcon do some twists and flips and everything from looking away, but we get to follow it along the whole course of it and mm-hmm. see the neat little square satellite dish has yeah. been, you know, so I wonder if he gets strict TV and that thing. But uh, that's just kind of our, like, yay! So, and I saw a cartoon that I think wraps this up very well. Uh, it's, it has a guy that's like, well, I really wasn't a fan of the prequels, but I guess I better, let's go ahead and watch this teaser. And the next thing he's drawing his little child with all of his his toys out. And because the consistency that I'm getting from most people is like, wow, this makes me feel like I was a kid when I was excited for, for each mm-hmm. new episode coming out. Although there have some been people who are not pleased, who are just like, eh. There's a few people out there, but I think they they, yeah. they they feel like, don't mess with my Star Wars. I didn't want any more, even the prequels. And, but, you know, give them a chance. You know, when they get a full trailer, maybe those people will get excited as well. But uh, we need to move on. Yep. Uh, so I've got something really cool. Now, because this is the anniversary show still, I'm going to share some audio from an old radio show, which means we're going to have to jump in the Neverland TARDIS. Are you ready for another trip? Okay. Okay, well, we're going to jump back in the Neverland TARDIS and jump back in time, back to the end of World War II, Christmas time. Uh, and we're going to hear a radio show that uh, it helps with, you know, with I've already talked about the meaning of the podcast, but the magic of radio and the magic of podcast and with a little bit of that Disney magic, you'll, you'll get the idea of what you can do in the mag- magic of radio back then and some of the magic we try to create with a podcast. But uh, grab your tissues because it is very, very cool. And this happened, this was real life. This was not a made-up thing. This this was uh, an old episode of Truth or Consequences. But let's go ahead and hop in the TARDIS, and we'll go take a listen. Okay. Put dyes in your washing machine. Take your clothes out bright and clean. When you does your wash, you'll sing. D-U-Z does everything. <laughs> Hello there, we've been waiting for you. It's time to play Truth or Consequences. Yes, Truth or Consequences, the show that does everything on the air, brought to you by Does, the soap that does everything in your life. And here he is, the fellow whose show was again voted number one audience participation show in the annual awards made by newspapers and radio editors, columnists and critics conducted by Motion Picture Daily in behalf of Fame magazine. And next to Bing was voted number two master of ceremonies. No. But with us, he's just that dozy guy, Ralph Truth or Consequences Edwards. Well, thank you very much, Arlo Wilcox. And greetings, party players. I certainly want to thank the radio editors and critics for voting Truth or Consequences number one again. Daddy's proud of his baby. And Harlow, I don't know, I feel so battered and bruised tonight. How come, Ralph? Because you've been practicing for your appearance on the Eddie Cantor show Christmas night? No, no, I, I'm, I'm really bruised. I, 
I dozed my shirt and does doesn't do everything. Oh, yes, it does, Ralph. No, sir, you have to take your shirt off before you throw it in the washer. Understand? <laughs> Am I bruised? But I'm happy with all and I'm clean, too. Well, this is our Christmas party tonight, our Truth of Consequence Christmas party, and uh, I can't wait to get it going. Speaking of Christmas, there are only three more shopping days until Christmas. Not much time left to buy your Christmas seals. You all know that the purchase of Christmas seals is to help the fight against tuberculosis. As a matter of fact, we have about $50 worth of Christmas seals right here with us. I'm going to give these Christmas seals to any lady. I'll give them to any lady in the audience who wants them. Now, she can keep the Christmas seals if she will do one thing. That is to prominently display these Christmas seals all the way home tonight and shout from time to time, I have my Christmas seals. Why don't you buy yours? Now, what lady will do that? Johnny Pollock, turn on the microphone. I'll go right down to the audience. Here are a bunch of them here. Here's a lady here. I'll, I'll interview someone. What is your name, please? Mrs. Martinson, Jr. Where are you from, Jr.? Oakland. Uh, Oakland, California. Oh, and a finer town there isn't. What is your name, please? Mrs. Ray Greenwell, San Diego. Yes, but are you staying up here tonight? Yes, I am. You're going to be in town tonight? Yes, I am. In Los Angeles and Hollywood. What is your name, please? Rose Downing. Yes, well, you'll get up again, Rose. Don't you worry about it. What is your name again, Mrs. Green? Mrs. Ray Greenwell. All right. Now, uh, you, you will take these Christmas seals home and wave them and say, uh, I have my Christmas seals. Uh, why don't you buy yours? Will you do that? Yes, I will. Oh, that's wonderful of you to talk up the sale of Christmas seals. Mrs. Green... Greenwell. Greenwell from San Diego. Now, here are $50 worth of Christmas seals. We uh, want you to shout all the way, I have my Christmas seals. Why don't you buy yours? As a matter of fact... Uh, they're worth more than $50. The Christmas seals that I want you to take home are these two live seals that are coming on stage now. <laughs> Is your husband here? Yes. Oh, aren't they beautiful? Will you take the seals home with you, Mrs. Oh, you're living with your... No, we're going to stay all night in his house. Where's his brother-in-law here? Brother-in-law, will you let her take him home with him? Well, sure, he says. All right. Uh, uh, how are you going to get home, I want? Well, we we're in his car. Oh, that'll be cozy, all right. Well, I'm sure all... Look at it roll over up here, one of the seals. Uh, they're Mary and Jolly are their names. I'm sure all the people who pass you or meet you will know to buy Christmas seals after they've seen you, Miss Greenwell. Incidentally, if you do this, we'll give you $50 to buy Christmas seals with, and uh, we also... Quiet, Jolly. Mary, be quiet. We also will will have for you this 14-carat, 21-jewel, Bulova wristwatch. I thought it was going to hurt over that, and Alex Cohen would be sore, Mr. Bulova. All right, Mr. Ballard. The owners will collect the seals in the morning. I hope they're happy in your bathtub tonight. Right. Thank you very much, and good night. <laughs> good luck. Oh, here's a big red box of does, too. Try does for your dishes. You'll find does does everything in the dish pan, too. All right, now we get going along here. Be sure, folks, to listen for the walking man. Who's the walking man? He's coming this way with a new gigantic prize contest. More later about that. Right now, we've got Christmas spirit in a box. Believe it or not, back in New York, right now, there's a great big box, and if the things in it don't add up to real Christmas spirit, then I'll settle for whatever they do add up to. Remember last week, we asked you to write your Christmas wish for the world to Merry Christmas, Box 400, Radio City Station, New York 20, New York. We told you, you weren't going to get anything for your trouble. No prizes, not a thing. Well, so far, about 42,000 people, you too, I hope, have taken the trouble to do something for nothing. That's a mighty good-sized crowd, and the thing they've done is mighty good-sized, too. By their wishes and by their numbers, they have proved something pretty important. People are pretty swell people. They want a lot of good things for themselves, but they want a lot of good things for other folks, too. Love, faith, friendship. We haven't finished counting the letters yet, and uh, we haven't sorted the different wishes, but next Saturday, 
uh, we hope to be able to tell you on truth or consequences what the top ten wishes are. Meanwhile, the Christmas wish to the world idea is growing by leaps and bounds. On Christmas Day, seven daytime radio programs are going to devote their entire programs to dramatizing some of the wishes you sent in. Now, let's see, Harlow, where's that list of programs? Oh, here it is. Uh, Big Sister... Ma Perkins, Young Dr. Malone, The Guiding Light, Life Can Be Beautiful, Pepper Young's Family, and The Right to Happiness. Now, you've still got time to send in your Christmas wish to the world. Just answer this question. If you had the power, what would you give the world for Christmas? Keep your answer short, one word if possible. Send your answer to Merry Christmas, Box 400, Radio City Station, New York 20, New York. Not later than midnight, December 25th, please, so we can get them all counted and sorted in time to give you the results next Saturday night. Say, Ralph, yes, Ralph, uh, Santa Claus left this Christmas present for you. For me, Harlow? Oh, gosh, that cheery big red box it does really does look Christmassy, doesn't it? It sure gets in the spirit on wash day. Does is one soap that does everything in the family wash. Why, does gets towels and linens as white as... Fresh fallen snow? You bet. They gleam with the true whiteness you want. Does is famous for whiteness. And just a short washer run with does gets grease-spotted work clothes shining clean. Yet does leaves the newest colors in your wash bright and perky as... A, a wreath of holly? You said it, Ralph. And does is safer for those colors than any other leading package soap sold for wash day. Does really is different. Even makes more suds, ounce for ounce. They're real soap suds, too. Believe me, the soap shortage taught folks there's no substitute for does. Why, it moves out of the stores so fast these days... You gotta do your does shopping early, eh, Harlow? Right. So, folks, first chance you get, get does. From the roughest and toughest to the whitest and brightest, does, does everything. Right you are, Mr. O'Connor. Yes, it's here again. For the past weeks, you've been going over that gift list and... Maybe most of your purchases there, but now on the threshold of the big week of the year with wreaths in the window, holly on the door, with a jolly old man with the long white whiskers fattening up his reindeer for the big trip down. There's no denying it, Christmas is here. And come Thursday morning, the bells will be ringing in all the churches, the kids will be laughing in all the houses, most everyone in his own way will be celebrating the reason for Christmas, the doctrine of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And we got to thinking what an ironic thing it is that many of those who helped give peace the real meaning of the word will be doing their celebrating from a bed or a wheelchair in a veteran's hospital. And I wonder if each one of them can know and feel in their heart just how grateful we are. So fellows in hospitals all over the country this next consequence is for you. As a matter of fact, you might even be the contestant we have for it. Here we go to a veteran's hospital, and will the fellow whose name I call please say hello back to me, although there may be no microphone in sight, you see. Hello? Hello? Hubert Smith. Hello. Hi, shipfitter third class Hubert Smith. This is Ralph Edwards at Truth or Consequences. Now, uh, tell our Christmas party listeners what hospital you're in, Hubert. Long Beach Naval Hospital. Yes, sir. Well, uh, all the gang around there? You bet. Uh, where's your home, Hubert? Uh, Greenville, Tennessee. Yes, where is Greenville, Tennessee? Well, uh, it's uh, 72 miles north of Knoxville. Yes, sir. Who all is in your family, Hubert? Well, there's uh, just three of us, my mother, father, and myself. I see. What do they call you, Hubert? Or Well, no, they call me. I go with my initials, H.C. H.C., okay. But what's your father's occupation? Uh, he's the manager of the Greenville bus station. I see. What, uh, 
What uh, coach company is that? Uh, Tennessee Coach Company. I see. Well, before we go any further, we'd better give you a question, Hubert. Uh, Al, get me a question from the question bin, will you please, or Floyd? And then if you miss it, uh, you must pay the consequences, okay? Well, I'll All try. Right. Uh, the, the gang around there, uh, fellas, uh, we better give them a, an easy question, do you think, or a hard one? Let him have it, okay. <laughs> Here, uh, Harold uh, DeSellis of Aurora, Illinois, wants us to tell him why a lazy husband is like a Model T Ford. Truth or consequences, H.C. H.C. Smith, Hubert Smith. Why is a lazy husband like a Model T Ford? Well, uh... You got all sorts of time. You got 20 seconds, 18 have gone by, 19, 20. That's all. <laughs> because they're both shiftless. <laughs> oh, man. I guess we got him, didn't we, gang? Well, you haven't told the truth, so you must pay the consequences. Now, your consequence, H.C., Hubert, is to pretend it's the night before Christmas in Greenville, Tennessee, your hometown, just as it's been for all the years you can remember. And you're back there with the family and the gang doing everything you've always done. This is before you ever thought of the word paralyzed or hospital cot. Okay, hang on. We're really going back to Greenville. This is a preview of Christmas Eve in Greenville, Tennessee, H.C. I suppose the first thing we'd better look in on is the school party. Didn't the uh, high school usually hold a Christmas party the day before Christmas? Yes, uh, they usually did sometime this, just before Christmas or before we got out on vacation. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, then. Here we go, boy. Alakazoo, Alakazam, school party at Greenville High. Here we am. There they are, H.C. Hey, gang. Hey, everybody. Hey, look, listen, everybody, look who's here. Here's Hubert Smith, old H.C.'s, here for the annual Christmas party. Oh, uh, how does that sound, Hubert? Well, I haven't thought about those fellows in a long time. Oh, boy, they're glad to see you. Say howdy to them. Oh, gang. They're really there, boy. You'll have to sort of give your names, you fellas there and girls at school. Give your names one at a time, Hubert, uh, so that... Uh, <laughs> We'll uh, recognize you, or at least H.C. will, just in case any of the guys have gotten fatter and the gals prettier. Go ahead. Hello, H.C. Remember me? Who is it? Mary Elizabeth Walker. Remember, H.C.? I sure do. Well, don't get so anxious, boy. All right, next. Hello, Smitty. This is Parks. Remember the explosion Ms. Rymer's chemistry class? What do you say, Park? <laughs> Come on. Hello, H.C. This is Kathleen Boswell. Remember me? Oh, you bet, Ken. The whole gang, boy. Hi there, H.C. Remember me, Marietta Lamb. Why, hello, Marietta. Hi, H.C., this is J.W. Ramsey. How's tricks? Oh, same as always. Who's tricks, huh? Never mind. Hello, H.C., it's Cy Ramsey. What do you say, Cy? Yeah. H.C., it's Maurice. Remember those big football games we used to have? Oh, you bet. Well. Hello, H.C., this is Bill. Do you remember those firecrackers that we used to shoot in study hall? Uh, okay, boy. Well, they, they all seem about the same, don't they, H.C.? Uh, they sure do. Yeah, any of you get married since, uh, since Hubert saw you last? Oh, yes, H.C., I'm getting married in the near future. Guess who I am? Well, that could be Kathleen Ambrose. Oh, you're exactly right. Well, you hit it right on the nose there. Well, who are you going to marry? Is that a question? Uh, Is that, uh, Kathleen, who are you going to marry? Uh, I'm marrying Jack Armitage. You remember him, H.C.? Well, no, I think uh, Kat's uh, probably been going with some of the fellows since I left. She yeah. always was a handful. <laughs> some of the, some of, quite uh, a bit. Some of the younger crop has crept in, you know. 
Well, look, kids, uh, uh, we're uh, going to have to get running on. The, this magic spell only lasts to the end of Truth of Consequences tonight, and Hubert has a million things to do and a million people to talk to. So say goodbye, gang, here at the annual uh, school party at Greenville High School. Say, Smitty, this is your old principal, A.B. Gillen. You remember me? Are you back? Uh, we just want you to know we are thinking of you all the time. The gang is all here with a happy tear in their eyes for you. Hurry and get well. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Gillen. You bet it's Merry Christmas, fella, and a town full of friends proving it. But say, we better get floating over to the next place. Let's see, the night before Christmas in Greenville, Tennessee. What would you be doing, H.C.? Oh, my goodness, is, is all your Christmas shopping done? Hubert? No, I haven't thought anything about doing any this year. Man, did you, did you get a gift for your best girl? Well, not yet. What's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lila Morrell. Lila Morrell. Uh, do you love her? You bet. <laughs> Any, uh, marriage, uh, hopefulness there? Well, uh, I'm gonna think about it seriously as soon as I get out of this bed. Yeah, boy. I knew there'd be some last-minute shopping to do. What do, what do you want to get, Lila? How about a nice handkerchief or something like that, huh? Oh, uh, just for her? Why, she rates more than that. Well, yeah, but, I mean, we can get some. Maybe a handkerchief now, Okay. Well, I'll settle for that, I guess. All right. Well, come on. Before the stores close here, we're right in front of George R. Lane's store here on Main Street. Let's go in, shall we? Right. Okay, boy, come on. We're entering the front door, really, of George R. Lane's in your hometown of Greenville, Tennessee. Alakazam! Now, let's get that handkerchief and get on here. Let's see. We're in the store now. Here's a counter where we ought to be able to get a handkerchief. Hello. You, you recognize this fellow? Well, Hubert Smith. I'm Miss Fern Price. Remember me? Oh, yes. Remember my son, John? It's wonderful to see you, Hubert. Well, so you want some of these pretty ones? For a girlfriend, I bet. Yeah, she he wants one of the pretty ones. Yeah. What color do you like? Well, we'll make it a uh, white silk one. White. White silk. You want something with lace or just plain? Well, uh, might as well make it lace. What size does she wear? Now, wait a minute. What size? <laughs> Isn't this the handkerchief counter? Oh, man, no, this is a lingerie camp. Oh, for goodness sakes, give us a pretty handkerchief and let's get out of here, huh, H.C.? Say goodbye, boy. Goodbye. Goodbye, Hubert. Yes, sir, let's get out on Main Street here. We'll hang on to Lila's present, the handkerchief, in case you see her. Here we are. Wonder who's around here on Main Street. We're right on Main Street. Who's, who's out on Main Street? Hello, Hubert. This Hello. is Fuzzy Meyer from the drugstore. It's good to see you. Do you re remember Fuzzy uh, Morrow, Herbert? Oh, you, you bet. Oh, so great wait. to see you, Fuzzy. You betcha. Wait a minute, listen. Hear the church bells? You recognize that sound, Hubert? Those are really the church bells in Greenville, Tennessee. All this is in Greenville. This radio magic is real. Now, come on, let's get up to your church, huh? The Asbury Methodist Church. Here we are in the vestibule of the Asbury Methodist Church in Greenville, H.C. You still with me, huh? Yes. We're right here in, in the vestibule. Let, let's peek through the door and see who all is here tonight. You recognize any of these people, H.C.? There's Mr. and Mrs. Perry Lamb, you remember? Oh, I still remember all these, several and, of these people. Yeah. <laughs> that a boy, you're playing it right along. 
And and Bobby Phillips, remember him? Oh, sure, but I haven't seen him in a long time. You went in the Navy with him, didn't you? That's true. Yeah. Well, let's go on in because Reverend Fleenor will speak right after the organ stops. Uh, come on, come on in. Here we go. Hey, H.C., remember me? I'm Catherine Frazier. Catherine Frazier. Oh, well, hello, Catherine. Yeah, sh you kids shouldn't talk in church like this. Hey, H.C., Harry Thornton, remember, Pam? You bet. And, and look over there. Hello, H.C., this is Grandmother. <laughs> Hello, Grandmother. Oh. Here's Granddad. Hello, H.C. Hey, How Grandad. are you? Just fine. That a boy. Hello, H.C., how are you? Who's that? <laughs> Why, that's Linda. Yeah, boy. My name is Linda Louise Clark, you remember me? Sure. Sure he does. I'm sure the Reverend won't mind her talking like this. Oh, quiet, you folks. Reverend M. Guy Fleenor is going to speak. I have always thought about and preached about the joy of giving and how truly more blessed it is to give than to receive. But tonight, I find genuine reason for joy in receiving, in receiving back into our midst one of our dearest friends, Hubert Smith. And whether it is by radio's miracle or in our dreams, H.C. has never left our hearts. And in hundreds of churches all over the country, I'm sure all of us preachers, priests, rabbis, and spokesmen of all faiths Look down at the seats where you boys used to sit and know in the deep of our hearts that the prayers which went with you into war will bring you back to us again to share the peace that you have made possible. H.C., it's good to have you with us. Did you hear what Reverend Fleenor said, Hubert? Sure did, Mr. Edwards. He meant you, and he meant all the fellas listening in hospitals all over the country. But alakazoo, alakazam, and look where we are now on this magic trip, spending a preview of Christmas Eve in your old hometown. Now, uh, you may be in a ward in a veteran's hospital at Long Beach, California, and I may be here on this stage in Hollywood at NBC, but everything else is in your hometown of Greenville, Tennessee. Everything is real, especially these old pals of yours. Look, they're over here on North Main Street, all lined up as if they were just waiting for you to join in the Christmas carols. Hi, gang! Hey! Hey! Now we're out here on Main Street. Who are, who are you caroling tonight? Uh, we're in front of Dr. Ms. Haskell Fox's home. Right in front of it. Well, ask the gang what they're going to sing, H.C., uh, so you can join in. What are, what are you going to sing tonight, gang? Hello, H.C. This is Eugenia Bewley, one of your seventh grade teachers out at Doak. One song you used to like best is Silent Night. Are you ready to lead us in it? Yeah, okay. I'll try. Yes, sir. Here we go, H.C. You started out, and your friends, 2,000 miles away, will join you in front of Dr. and Mrs. Fox's house there in Greenville. Here we go. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright,
Beautiful HC, wasn't it, Carolers? Oh, yeah. Hello, HC. This is Dr. Fox. Mrs. Fox joins me in saying that was swell. Merry Christmas. Welcome home. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad you reminded me, Dr. Fox. Home is right. I promised Hubert's mother and father I'd get him over to see them before the tree was trimmed. Now, here we go, right over to your house, HC. Alakazam, and here we are. Uh, your folks are expecting us. Let, let me knock, though, just to warm them. Yeah. Anxious to talk to Mother and Dad? Sure am. Well, I'll, I'll bet they're as excited as you are. How long since you've been home? Well, it's been several months now. About eight months, in fact. Yeah, they're certainly taking their time. Don't seem to answer... Why, look, Hubert, there isn't even a light on. Where do you suppose they are? Well, they might still be at the station. No, they said they would see... Oh, what's the matter with me? Of course, they're not in Greenville, Tennessee tonight. Do you know where they are, H.C.? Well, no, I haven't any idea, Mr. Edwards. They're right there outside the door of your ward in Long Beach Naval Hospital. Come in, Mother and Dad. Hello, H.C. Hello, H.C. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Are they there, H.C.? I guess they are. I guess it's... Yes, they're they're here. You bet. Well, goodness, there's Mother and Dad. H.C., we, we sort of pulled a switch on you there at the end. We really have been in Greenville with our microphones all night meeting your old friends. But when it came to Mom and Dad, we threw away the magic stuff and brought on the real thing. Your dad's boss, Mr. Al Kramer, even provided a substitute for both your mother and dad at the Tennessee Coach Company so they could come along. Are you happy, fella? I sure am, Mr. Yes, Edwards. Yes, sir. If you can't go to Christmas, Christmas will come to you. Mother, how does he look to you? Oh, he never looked better to me, you bet. Mr. Edwards. All right. Well, I guess uh, you heard H.C. meeting all his friends and doing some late Christmas shopping. By the way, H.C., uh, what did you do with that handkerchief you bought, huh, fella? Huh? I you... still have it. Well, why don't you... Gi Listen, why don't you give it to your fiance, Lila Morell, huh? Go ahead oh, and give it to her. Because she's right there outside your door, too. Come in, Lila. Hello, H.C. Merry Christmas. Hello, Lila. Is that a surprise, H.C.? Well, our hearts are with you, kids, who have been in love for a long time, and we know this Christmas will be a happy one for you. What do you do back in Greenville, Lila? I'm a telephone operator for the Intermountain Telephone Company, but the number that I want best is H.C. Well, you betcha. Mother and father and Lila, this reunion and your and Hubert's happiness, we mean for every veteran in veterans' hospitals all over the country tonight. This is your moment, too, fellas, because your parents and wives and children and sweethearts in their minds and hearts are thinking, that's me there with you. And that's what your hometown is thinking right now, too, boys. Small town, big city, that's what they're thinking. And don't think it's just at Christmas time, either. It's every day. It's just that with all this talk about peace on Earth at Christmas time, we wanted you to know in this special way that the peace you fought to give us, we're going to fight to keep. H.C., Mother and Dad and Lila are here as our guests to spend the Christmas holidays with you. Uh, we, we have hotel reservations for them near the hospital there. And since we've pretended this is Christmas Eve, let us give you your present. You've got a swell future, Hubert. The courage that has brought you this far is the same courage that will see you through the future. Here to help that future is a $500 savings bond. Good luck. God bless you. Merry Christmas, H.C. Thank you, Mr. Edwards, and a very Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Good night. Good night, boy. Good, Good night. Good night, Mr. Edwards. 
Thanks to engineer DeWitt Schultes and uh, Truth or Consequences producer Ed Bailey in Greenville, Tennessee's Church and School, to engineer Jim Hackett and producer Dick Lochran at Main Street and Lane Store, Greenville, to uh, engineer Joe Kay and uh, producer Fred Carney at Long Beach Naval Hospital, and to our studio and mixing engineer Johnny Pollock and producers Al Paschal and Floyd Holm here in Hollywood, to our Truth of Consequences organist Buddy Cole and church organist Ida Ripley in Greenville, Tennessee, and to all of Hubert's many friends in Greenville, Tennessee who were so eager to pay this tribute to their pal, ship fitter third class Hubert Smith, paralyzed from the neck down in Long Beach Naval Hospital. And all the veterans throughout the country are grateful thanks to you. Listen to this, The Walking Man. Who is The Walking Man? Keep listening to Truth or Consequences for The Walking Man. It may mean a gigantic prize to the one who knows. Who is The Walking Man? Hear all about it next week on Truth or Consequences. The Walking Man. Well, look who's dashing through the suds with jingle bells, too. <laughs> it's those happy does carolers and their merry washing machine. Greetings. D-U-Z, D-U-Z. Put does in your washing machine. Work clothes come out oh so clean. White things white and colored things bright. D-U-Z does everything. From the roughest and the toughest to the whitest and the brightest. No so bright like does before. Does is different, does does more. When you does. Your wash, you sing. D-U-Z does everything. D-U-Z, D-U-Z. That was delightful, delightful kids. Yes, sir. And folks, now listen. The truth is, today's prices for used kitchen fats are higher, much higher than last summer. Everybody save every drop of used fat. It's worth your while. This is Ralph Edwards speaking on behalf of our sponsor the makers of Does, and wishing you a very Merry Christmas. And until next week, when you hear more about The Walking Man, a brand new gigantic prize contest, good night, everybody. Why has Hollywood star Merle Oberon switched to new, improved green shampoo? Because compared to dulling soap shampoos, this wonderful new green reveals up to 33% more sheen. Follow Merle's secret for shining hair. It's new dream for Hollywood sheen. Improved dream for Hollywood sheen. Your hair can have that Hollywood sheen. The very first time you use new dream, get wonderful new dream shampoo. New dream. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for Parker & Gamble, the makers of Doves. Ralph Edwards' Truth or Consequences came to you from Hollywood, Long Beach, California, and Greenville, Tennessee.
Okay, before we sign off this week, I want to welcome some new Twitter followers. Jeffrey Fishbach, Nancy Badillo or Badillo, uh, Dan Joseph, Roger Betts, Michael Nip, and Michael Sim. And also, I want to thank Beatrice Eggers for sharing our show link on Facebook. And Forrest Jake Wolfman retweeted our podcast link on Twitter. Thank you very much, guys. And, of course, I'll give you a, everybody a shout-out who does the same. All right, we'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on Twitter.com slash NeverlandPCast and Facebook.com slash NeverlandPodcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright Blue Band Productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license.